The whole house. Tops Bunt. Not just that pillow. 22. It's not a pillow brand. It's a card brand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another PPP brought to you by the Shea Station Pod. Guys, I'm Jolly. He's Jerry. They know that by now. I hope so. I hope you guys feel like you're getting to know us a little bit better. Uh, hopefully not disappointing. Yeah, it's like the 36th episode. Like, they, they should know by now. Right? By the way, I just want to, I called it a long time ago that he would give up on the numbers, <laughs> saying the numbers. Uh, and it's we're there. way easier when it's the first 10, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you started the numbers and kept them going. I'm like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near. I dug this hole. Myself, that's what you're saying. You're really and thrown. I gave you an out. I I threw a ladder down, and you're like, I'm just gonna dig on this side. You now. did, you did. <laughs> I definitely do remember. Yeah. All right. So we are about to do our next PPP, and it's about another new member of the roster. The newest one. The newest, and he's in a place where I'm very comfortable, and that is Adam Adovino, the new relief pitcher for the New York Mets, just signed to a one-year, four million dollar deal. I love the deal, first and foremost. I think that's like really, like Adam Onovino has put together a nice, long, decade-plus career, only out of the bullpen. He's one of the rare guys that has bounced around and gotten good deals everywhere. He's put together a nice, solid career, an underrated career, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he was a kind of a late bloomer. Um, his his story's kind of interesting. He came, like he was always good, and then one year, he lives in New York. He's a New York guy. His wife has a place there. I don't know the details, so don't quote me on that. But one year, he had a facility where he put all the cameras, the high-speed cameras, and he tinkered all off-season. And that slider that he had that was good became elite. And that's right before he went to the Bronx, and they signed him to a big a big deal. And he said that he could strike out Babe Ruth, which became news. He <laughs> which said people that. didn't mind at all. I think it's the people truth, really though. enjoyed it. It's definitely the truth. Don't it's, get me wrong. Yeah, Babe Ruth during his time had never seen anything like that. Could you strike out Babe Ruth? Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. No answer for no reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, Adam Onovito, New York guy. It's weird having a, a recent former Yankee in the bullpen because the only other one that I think of that didn't go well was Dylan Batances, who oh. I, I had some high hopes for personally. I kind of have high hopes for everybody at this point, though, so that didn't work out. I'm hoping Onovito works out a little bit better. I forgot. See, I don't blame Two you for years forgetting. worth, and I forgot it all. Because we didn't see much of him in a no. Mets uniform. I mean, much like childhood, much like childhood trauma, I buried it and forgot it existed. And thank you for dredging it up. The only healthy way. Are you going to gonna do it, give you know? me the therapy that I need right now? Not on Dylan, but let's talk about Adovino. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, how, what he is known for doing. Right. So he, his track record is a little bit different than most. Big names. Right. And so he's done some things like that slider. He's become elite. He is almost like a right-handed specialist. Like he's me, but on the right side, but he's also way better against lefties than I was at righties. And so he's still playing, which is the reason why he's here. (laughs) So how do you feel about him coming over and where where he fits? Uh, Well, let's not go that far. Well, I I, I first want to talk about 
he has very uh, the one thing that always sticks out to me is he has very high strikeout numbers, but also very high walk numbers. And I feel like Ottavino is this rare relief pitcher that threw six different kinds of pitches last season. He threw the slider that you keep mentioning the most because it's a fantastic pitch. It has some of the best horizontal run of any slider in baseball. Period. But on top of that, there's also the sinking fastball, the four-seamer, which he took out of his arsenal a little while ago and then put back in recently, the curveball, the cutter, and the changeup. Those last three doesn't throw nearly as much, but Adovino has a lot of different weapons that he likes to try out, especially in the 2021 season. His velocity also went up last season, which I found really interesting because he doesn't throw the four-seamer as much, but he did a lot last season. I think he's I think he's trying to re invent himself in a way and so i think he's going high velo because he's always had a plus fastball velo yeah and i think he wants it to use it because he can make the higher the velocity the the larger margin of error error you have for in placement and that's just a fact from a guy on the low end of that for most of my career i knew my margin of error was very small and so if you have it in the in the in the bank why not just rear back and throw it every once in a while? I agree. And I mean, the, these top three or these top two pitches here, the slider and sinker, I just feel like it screams a lot of ground balls. And I think that's perfect for the infield defense that we kind of designed in New York. And I feel like just watching righties roll over the slider or everyone struggle with that sinker, it's going to be nice to watch. I think Adovino has put himself in a pretty good situation here. He's the type of pitcher where. He may not overpower people anymore, but he's very crafty, and he'll be good at getting outs with a solid defense behind him. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. I love that you called a guy that throws the upper 90s crafty. Because the whole dynamic has I, changed. I'm not you saying know? you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. but it's, I'm spoiled. It's absur- you know? yeah, we all are with, with the arms that come through here. So last season, I don't, I don't want to say it was a down season by any means because he definitely put up some solid numbers here. Uh, the 4.21 ERA uh, is... Decent. The the thing that worries me was the whip. A lot of runners getting on and out of, you know, 1.45 there. He still managed to work his way out of some hairy situations. And he actually, the one thing I do want to talk about a little bit later on, uh, like you said before, is the role in the bullpen. 11 saves last season, career high for him with the Red Sox. So he was getting a decent share of closing opportunities. I think that came once uh, after Matt Barnes began to struggle because he had a really good first half. But I don't know. Adovino might fit into this potential closer by committee thing that we might see because we don't know if Edwin Diaz is the sole closer of the Mets right now. We have no idea. He did that on a contending team too, a team trying to win. And so that's impressive. And he did it late. You talked about the whip. I want to, the main reason, and you mentioned a little bit before, the main reason why his whip is so high is because his walk rate is so high. And that's why I wanted to talk about roll a little bit here. And you talked about his saves. I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to the saves in, in my ideal bullpen. Because to me, the best Mets team still has Edwin Diaz as their lockdown closer. He still has it, the ability to do that. I think that is the, the plan going into the season. I think there's no reason for it to all of a sudden be a committee. So where I see Adovino sliding in is almost as that righty specialist. Because we have a wide open need for a lefty in the bullpen. So we have zero right now. So there's righties galore and they're all of our back end are all righties. And that's where he would fit in. I think he's so dominant against right-handed hitters that they're going to use him with like a two out one out and get these two righties uh, in a row and, and let it go. And so I think his whip is going to go down because he's only going to face guys, but I do think his strikeouts are going to go up because it's going to be, it's going to be right on right. And, if that's what he's told ahead of time, you know, like from right now on, he'll be able to focus on that aspect of his game and elevate it to another level. 
So I, I like the point that you're raising that the Mets will use him more situationally. But I, I do think that the only reason I'm suggesting a closer by committee here is because I do think the Mets will be a more successful team next year and probably have more opportunities in close games for saves. So when Diaz is used twice in a row and you need somebody else to come in on that third day, you have a lot of options and guys like Seth Lugo and maybe even Drew Smith. He might get a larger nod this year. Adovino I look to as a guy that's been around the block. Friend of the pod, Drew Smith. Friend of the pod, Drew Smith. Also a friend of the company, Adam Adovino. So a lot of friends on this episode. Also a friend of the haircut, Drew Smith. That's true. But he cut his hair. So did I. That's friend true. Friend of the haircut. You guys are in sync. I didn't even notice that. No big deal. All right. Well, Adovino is a guy, uh, like I said before, I look to him not quite as like a veteran, but he's definitely been around the block. And I feel like I would be comfortable with him in a ninth inning situation. But like you said, it has to be the right one, two, three ahead of him, like a lot of right-handers. He could do it. He's shown it. Yeah. 11, that's a lot. Um, and he is a veteran. I think he's, what, going age 35? Age 30. He's already 36. So he's 36. Yeah. Uh, that is a, that's a veteran to me. Yeah, Especially in today's world. Yeah. He's got 10 years on more than most of those guys, like more than half. Yeah. And uh, there was a thing you pointed out before when we were doing our research 34 inherited runners last season with the Red Sox. Only 24% of them scored. So maybe in non-safe situations where he's in a hairy, a hairy spot, he could be the guy the Mets look to to get out of like you know thick jams. Yeah, plus his stuff is good enough to play against lefties and righties, which is why he's still out there. Um, but I think he's best served in that bullpen. Maybe they specialize him. Should we talk a little bit about 2022 outlook? Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, so the one thing that I've been trying to do a lot with uh, these newer Mets is just see how they fared at City Field in their career. It's obviously going to be different when it's your home stadium and your home ballpark and you're getting to pitch there a lot more. But in Ottavino's tenure at City Field, he's had some pretty good numbers. 17 innings pitched, a 3.18 ERA, 1.29 whip, which is well below the benchmark that we mentioned before. So this is a ballpark that traditionally in Ottavino's career he's enjoyed pitching at. That's an encouraging sign to me. I agree. Anytime that, that you've had a success in a stadium, you feel more and more comfortable there. Uh, trust me, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. So you're you're going to know that this is a place where you've had success and the mound and everything looks where, you know, looks how it's supposed to. Because you, you get on a mound sometimes yeah, they're all in a different, new ballpark right? and sometimes some things just don't feel right. You're like, that feels like it. My catcher looks like he's, you know, 75 feet instead of, you know, the 60 feet, 6 inches. Sometimes it truly feels like that. What was the most uncomfortable ballpark you had to pitch at? Dodger Stadium for me. Really? Like it's a, it's a, I love the ballpark. It's super cool. But, like, warming up in the bullpen, the way you're angled, you can't see the field. So you have no idea what's going on, and they don't have a jumbotron in your view. Right. And so you have no idea. So the, the backup uh, bullpen catcher is watching the game, He's relaying it to your your bullpen coach. Your bullpen coach is relaying it to you. So like you you're like you have next hitter. Yeah. What's the count? I have no idea. So it's your constant uncomfortableness. And it, I was terrible at Dodger Stadium, uh, uh, mostly because they had an amazing lineup, uh, and a lot because I didn't do well. But that plays a factor. And so having Adovino be really good and successful at City Field is. I mean, it's nothing but a plus. Yeah. So, I mean, the 2022 steamer, they have him falling to a similar ERA from last year. Whip comes down a little bit at 1.38. But like, it, just like before, high strikeout per nine total at 10.3, high walk rate at 4.6 per nine. So I think you know exactly what you're going to get out of Adovino at this point. Yeah, I think if you use him the same way he's been used the last few years, you're going to get the same results. Right. So, so, I mean, the Mets have to play into that situational That's still factor. still such a high whip. 
I know. Even it's, even when it's low, it's high. It's scary for a reliever. I know it's like unfair to them a little bit, because, but it's just because that one inning, like if it's hairy every time, that takes a toll on you as a fan. But postseason experience as well, I feel like is pretty important here. We have a lot of new Mets, and a lot of them are coming in with uh, playoff experience that a lot of the core Mets that we've maintained have not had just because of the recent uh, non-success of the team. Adovino has been in the postseason, I think, a handful of times at this point, at least with like three or four different seasons. The numbers aren't great there, but at the same time, I just think having someone that's been there before and has hacked it uh, could definitely be a plus for the bullpen. I mean, yeah, it's having gone through that, you know, whether it was successful or not is a plus because you've already been there. You know what it's like. You can relay that to some of your guys. Um so, of course, it's a bonus. And then the last thing I wanted to point out, too, was uh, the NL East ballparks. You know, there's uh, they come in all shapes and sizes, like Citizens Bank Park is a hitter band box. Miami Stadium is not by any means. But Adovino has had success in all of them, which I found really interesting in his career. 33 innings, 2.43 ERA, which is way below his career benchmark. So when we have a lot of division rival games, Adovino might be another guy that you look to uh, as a stalwart in those games. But I think we have the final Mets bullpen with him now. I think we have the seven guys you're probably going to see all year. What do you think? Uh, I see one glaring hole. And really? that is because I'm a left-handed human, and they're ignoring us. And I feel deeply hurt about it. It's erasure. I mean, it really is disrespectful at this point. And Adovino's not going to be your left-handed guy. I still feel like they need to get a lefty. And that might be they have one in the system that they feel comfortable with if, in spots. But And they could also trade for a guy uh, down the road. Yeah. Somebody that's having success, they can target it if somebody's not working out. Uh, it's weird that they made this move, I think. Not weird. Weird as a seems negative tone. I think it would be weird if it's the only move. For the bullpen. Yeah, because the, the there is a glaring hole out there, and that's from the there's no lefties. And, and you just had one of the best left-handed reliever seasons ever with Aaron Loop on your team. So for that to just go away completely is huge. I don't know if I can cover the team without a lefty in the bullpen. I think it. I think it's in my contract. I feel like I see it in every replies on your tweet of, but just an, any fan asking you to come out of retirement <laughs> and pitch for the Mets. I, I hope. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, let's just get this out. He's there. enjoying that retirement. Is, I am I am 100% enjoying it. I am not going to come back. I I it makes it's flattering. It's like when you're 25 and they're like, "Hey, can I see your ID?" Like that's I'm I'm at that like 28. Now nah, I'm 30 now and they're still every once in a while getting checked for ID at the door. I'm like, "Oh, that's sweet. Thank you." Uh but I, I am pass. not coming out of retirement. <laughs> I am happy here on Shea Station and John Boy talking to you guys. Appreciate it. I mean, so the Mets have to look elsewhere outside of Jerry Blevins, but I mean there are lefties on the market. <coughs> Andrew Chafin. Andrew Chafin. Excuse me. We I'm can sorry. say it clearly. Producer Jack next to the camera. <laughs> I sneeze. Thank you. Uh, should we tackle the over-unders? Let's do it. All I'm right. going to go first. Wow. And it's because I it, feel very strongly for no reason besides pure speculation considering they signed him the day we recorded this. True. Um, I think that he is going to be a high game. So he's pitched over 70 games mm-hmm. a handful of times in his career already. He's a high he, – he likes to pitch off frequently. Okay. And – there's not a lot of room in our bullpen for games because we have so many elite arms and they're all right-handed. Yeah. And so he's going to have to push some people out of the way if he's going to get a high game total. It's an interesting but point. But I am very strongly that he is going to be a righty specialist kind of approach and he's going to pitch in a lot of games. So um, let's look at what Fangraphs 
has him projected at, the steamer projections of games. And it's pretty high at 68. 68. I am going to bump that down because I don't think that if he's treated the same as he was, I don't know if this is updated for Mets projections. Probably not yet. Probably not But yet. I, think, I think he would be in the range of 60 games. And so I'm going to go like a little bit between that. I'm going to do the over-under at 62.5. Mm, that is an interesting number. Okay, so 62.5 is our Hold benchmark. on. No, I'm going to go I'm going to go up because I go want up. I want okay. us to I want us to split it a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to find a happy where I take the over and you take the under. So you want us to disagree. I do. I want us to disagree. What happened to you? It's just more intriguing to <laughs> I I I love like podcasts where you keep a tally. Yeah, and then you can go back on it, and so I'm so excited about doing Shea Station kind of stuff. stats, man. Shea Station, it's stats. the future. That was on the fly. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I'm a big alliteration guy. You so are. What's, what's your benchmark? What's the benchmark? So here? I'm going to go with the benchmark of 66.5 games. All right, for the viewers listening at home, 69 games last season, 73 in 19, 75 in 18, but then 63 and never surpassing that. In the prior year. So you have it at what? 60... 66.5. Jerry, I got to go under here, I think. That's that's what I was hoping for. Because I, I, if I were to set it and be comfortable, if it were at 70 or 69.5, I would still take the over. Really? Because I think he's going to get into a bunch of games. Because I just think that's how he fits best. And it's the only reason why they didn't sign a lefty. Yeah. And that's what my brain is saying right now. And so I think he would, I think he's thrown into the 70. So I'm taking the over on 66 and a half. All right. I like that. You got him as the durable workhorse or the bullpen. The, the veteran trusty guy. veteran guy. I like that. The scrappy loogie from the rights. A Rugi. <laughs> Rugi. But that's Rugnet Odor. So I guess it can't be. No, it's be. not. It's, it's Adam Adovino. Wow. We're taking it over now. Yeah. The Yanks guys are not going to like that. Let's, what is your prediction? What is your over-under for the day? I want to talk about the walks, because I think the walks oh, are the season-altering thing for Adam Adovino. What, that makes or breaks him being just some other reliever and an elite guy in the Mets bullpen. 35 walks last year, 40 walks in 2019, 36 in 18, 39 in 17. It's a good number. All of them led to very, very high walk per nine totals. He's walked 35-plus in every season since 2017, not including 2020. So I got my over-under at 35 walks. Do you think that if Adam Adovino is placed in a better situation for his skill set, he walks less batters, or is this just a factor of his game at this point? So this is a little twofold. So I still think it's part of his game. I think he's just using his stuff a lot more than more than more um, pinpoint placement. Sure. Uh, pinpoint placement. A lot of alliteration. Oh, <laughs> and that, so I think that's become a, his style at this point in his career, and I love it. Um, also think that he is going to be put into more advantageous situations, not only by the team to face righties, but if a situation comes up where he's facing a lefty, to just kind of pitch around him. Yeah. And so that... I'm still I'm still going to take the over on that. Okay. I honestly, at the beginning of the episode, thought I would take the over as well. But I think that I've kind of, you've swayed me a little bit in the process of this episode. I don't think that he'll be part of this closer by committee potentially because he might be our right-handed guy. And I think it, if you only place him in that situation and not in, you know, hairy ninth innings like the Red Sox did, he'll be able to walk less guys because he's right in his skill set. So if if Edwin Jack or Edwin Jackson, uh, <laughs> he's probably still playing the hey, 26th team. Give him a call. Uh, well, Trent Mendes, human. Um, 
So if Edwin Diaz is not closing, yeah. does Ottavino take it over Trevor May? No. I would have Lugo and then May and then Ottavino. Uh, over Castro? I think over Castro, yeah. Over our boy surging I Drew love Smith. Drew Smith. He might need some more time. Okay. I don't know. Okay, because I don't – I mean, in, uh, he's three or four for me. Yeah. So that's – okay. So I have the under here. I think that it, he'll improve it, maybe not by a lot. But I think that if you're only in situations where your slider is going to wipe out righties and your sinker is going to get them to roll over, I think, you know, he could walk less guys and that could be a huge difference maker for him. That's great. I like it, man. Uh, we disagreed, but also for good reasons. Are we going to put something on the line here for these? That's an interesting, yeah. We, we'll I talk we, about it maybe in a later pod. We'll we, might, we might put um, like a poll or something on, on the Twitter I mean, because I, I won our lineup and pitcher draft, and I know you're again, still holding on to again, that a little bit. The, these are pure speculative and subjective. It kind of sounds like you're holding on to it a little bit. I, I still like my team. These are these are cut and dry. These are these are going to be uh, you got it or I got it. It could turn or, out better for you for that reason. Or worse, know. but I'm just saying that these there's no there's not going to be any interpretation. It's just going to be this is true or false. I like it. You got anything else on our guy, Otto? Or I guess Rugi, right? We give him that nickname. Oh, no. I don't like it. No. See, I told You're right. you. You're right. It's Rugnet It just no, doesn't work. I wouldn't work. call Rugnet Odor Rugi either. I just don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> God. Anything else? Know. I'd call Odor Slugger, probably. Slugger? Where is he now? He's an Oriole? I think so, right? Not a Yankee anymore. It's kind of sad. I missed the uh, Oriole question in the Chris... Um, the Chris Rose trivia we did. We're at the the JM yeah. Tops Bunt House here in Arizona. That's um, Tops Bunt twenty two. Get the app. Get the app. Uh, but I did the Chris Rose, and they asked me a question was like which team are birds, and I was like, oh, Cardinals, Blue Jays. Oh, and you missed and I was one. So, yeah, and then he's like, what about Orioles? He goes, you can't go into Baltimore anymore. <laughs> I go, well, they probably, I, I don't think I pitch well there, so they might welcome me with open arms. Anyway, uh, yeah. we're off. Thank you. Welcome to the club, Adam Adovino, PPP, mm. going down the pike. like that. More P. Look yeah, at you. that's a term. I don't know. Midwest, down the pike. Going down the path? Down, we'll talk about that. Sorry, again. I had to one-up that's you at fine. the end there. No, we're good. Adam, if you're listening, we got high hopes for you, man. Hope you do well this year. We're rooting for you. Let's go Mets. We'll see you guys next time with another PPP about another Mets player, obviously. But until then, take care. Get the Top Spunt app. Trade some cards. Maybe get an Adam Adovino card. It's probably there somewhere. <laughs>